Hey, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that this message is going to empower you and encourage you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We hope you enjoy. Amen, guys. So the most powerful truths is basically three messages that deserved at least a whole semester preaching about them. There are three different messages. The first one was last Saturday. We have recorded the message. You're going to listen later. was the love of God. Today, we are talking about being righteous in Jesus Christ. We are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. We are talking about, you know, acting and walking. Listen to us if we are even not good enough. How can God speak to us, you know, just maybe, I don't know how you call yourself, you know, maybe you think you're a sinner. How can even God speak to you? God cannot speak to you. God does not speak to sinners. So now I want to teach you tonight, how is that even possible? The fact that God himself is speaking to you. The one who made the universe, the one who created the stars, the one who created all that you can see and the things that you cannot see and don't even know, he speaks to you. How is that even possible? I, you know, I would say that was easier for God to just destroy everything and start all over, but he chose not to do that. He chose to come as a man. He chose to become like us in order to save us. And not only that, but now he gives us access. He gives us permission. He gives us uh, freedom to come to him. Amen. Thank you for the icebreaker. That was awesome. Best icebreaker. I saw people jumping. I'm like, do this during the message. You know, just jump. You got to jump out of your chairs. Come on. Philippians, Philippians 3.8 says like this. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Hallelujah. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. This is Apostle Paul, the greatest of the apostles. He's saying that everything that he knew, everything that he understood, he counted them as lost, as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him Philippians 3 9 now and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes through faith in Christ the righteousness from God that depends on faith amen so tonight I want to speak about this verse 9 and be found in Christ be, be found in Jesus, not having the righteousness of our own. Let me tell you something. You cannot be righteous by, your, by yourself. You cannot walk in righteousness. You, cannot good, you, can, you can try to do good things, but even your good things, God called them polluted garments. Even your righteousness, the, the things that you think that is good, God is calling that nasty. It's disgusting. You're trying to do good. You can't. You can't earn this righteousness. So it does not come from us, but the, that which comes through faith and this is the main verse of tonight and I'm going to finish the message with another verse to add on top of that through faith the righteousness that comes through faith is only through faith the righteousness from God that depends on faith amen I like to read the verse a couple times, mainly for youth, so you really understand, like you really know what the verse is saying. So we are talking about being righteous by faith, not being righteous because you could do good things, and you need to understand what faith means. Faith means believing in the things that you do not see, believing and hoping for better things, and sometimes you look at yourself and you do not see a righteous person. In the other hand, you see somebody who is angry at other people sometimes. You see somebody who is just depressed because everything is going bad. And, you know, 
Maybe you should be depressed because everything is going bad, but you don't need to be depressed. Maybe, you know, you see a person who's talking back to people, who's cussing people, who's showing their fingers in traffic because somebody cut you off. And you're like, how can I even be righteous? How can I even talk and listen from God? Look at me. I'm doing so many wrong, wrong things, so many bad things. And this is righteous by faith. You're not righteous because you see righteousness in you. You're not righteous because you do good things. You're righteous because you believe by faith that God himself made you righteous. Amen. So what is the difference from people who are right now experiencing God's goodness and God's favor and God's grace and those who are not? The difference is very simple is that they do not know yet that they don't need to do good or to behave or to perform uh, something to God to earn and to have all the things that God wants to give it to you. You know, some people are walking the blessings of God and some are not because there are people who are still trying to earn this goodness. God, I'm, you know, look at me, I'm praying so much, I'm fasting, I'm reading, I'm doing all these things. I deserve your righteousness, I deserve your favor, I deserve this blessing. God won't give it to you. God will not give it to you. You know why? Because heaven does not listen to forgiven sinners. Heaven only listens to the righteous one. The only the righteous one can go into heaven and take whatever he wants. A forgiven person cannot. And I'll tell you a secret. You can only be righteous because of Christ Jesus. Not because you behave good. And, and some of us are trying so hard to earn something that is already yours. So you know when you go home every night. You're not asking your parents if, can you, if you can sleep in your bed. But some of us, we come to God and we ask God, God, can I sleep in my bed tonight? Now some of you go home and you're asking God if you can drink water at your own house. And God is saying, but it's all yours. But you're trying to earn the water. You're trying to earn the food. You're like, Dad, I behave so, so good today. You know, when my son was born, he didn't perform something good to me to show me that he deserved to, to have his diapers changed. He didn't do something to, to deserve his, his bottle every night. No, I gave it to him. Here's your bottle, son. Just because you're my son. Just because you're born in my house. And I want to tell you a secret. You were born in God's house already. You are righteous in Christ Jesus already. So when you come before God, you're not begging. Dad, will you feed me tonight, please? No. You come and say, Dad, you feed me every night. Because you're my dad. You're good. You love me. That's why he feeds you. That's why he gives everything to you. Galatians 4.1 says like this, and this is the difference. I mean that the heir, as long as he's a child, is no different from his slave. Though he is the owner of everything. Look what I'm saying to you. The difference is even you're being an heir, even you've been born God's children, you're still trying to earn deserve but the Bible is calling you a child the Bible is calling me a child sometimes because sometimes I feel like that too God maybe I didn't do too good today but that's that's God renewing me and saying to you you don't need to you're my children you know you're the heir of everything and God is speaking to you and he's saying look maybe you are children but now you're no different from a slave because not only my children be my sons and daughters you are a child as well what does that mean to be a child? What, what does that mean to, to be a child in faith? Apostle Paul is saying that what makes someone have all that God has, it's, it's not that they do good things, but it's that they're not 
a child anymore. What makes someone act as, as, as a slave and not as children is that they're mature. They're grown-ups. Amen. So some of us, we are now receiving God's goodness, not because we're not child, but because, not because we're not God's children, but because we're immature. Because we're thinking that maybe if I do good, dad will give it to me. But that's not what he's saying. And as long as he is a child, even though being the heir of everything, he has no access. You might be children of God, but because you're still a child in the word of righteousness, you cannot enjoy all God's goodness. As a slave, if you have no freedom and no access to the pantry of the house, you always have to ask permission. Stop, asking, stop walking as a slave. You don't need to walk as a slave no more. You know, my son, he didn't, he wasn't born. And then one day I came to him and I told him, you know, he's going to turn, he's one today, but he's going to turn 10 one day. And I'll come to him and say, son, you are heir of everything today because I'm telling you. So now that you found out, now you can enjoy everything. No, that's not how it works. He is an heir of everything already. Everything that I have belongs to him. But he cannot enjoy yet because he's a child, because he's immature, because he does not understand that all belongs to him. And sometimes you go home and you're asking, can I eat from this? Can I? No, you just go and grab it because it's your house, because it's yours, because you're children of your parents or because it's your house and you live by yourself and you buy your groceries it's all yours so you can have access to everything so stop asking to have access to the things that you already have access to what is to be a child hebrews 5 11, 13 says like this about this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing for through for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to, to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. The writer of Hebrews is saying here that the child in faith is the one who is unskilled in the word of righteousness. So you see what we're saying? We're saying Galatians that the child, he cannot have access. He still, he, even though he owns everything, he behaves as a slave. Who is the child? Is the one who is unskilled in the word of righteousness. The child in the faith are those who have no experience of the word of righteousness. When I say the word of righteousness, you're already thinking on your own righteousness on man righteousness so you think like this because you kill now you deserve to die you owe me so you gotta pay me oh because you steal now you gotta go to jail and that's our righteousness you get whatever you you know deserve you sow you reap you know you know it's interesting that when when when, when the bible speaks about us the bible is asking for uh reapers no Seifers, labors. It's not asking for people who will sow seeds. No, he's asking for labors. We need more labors. So some of us are still thinking, because I sow seeds, now I get to reap them. No, no, the Bible is asking for labors, not for sowers. So sometimes you think like this, because I'm sowing today, I'm giving to the church, I deserve to get in the future some blessing or something from God. No. God will give it to you because you're his children. 
God, you give it to you because you're righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 64, 6 says like this. All our righteous, our righteous deeds are like polluted garments. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, some of us are trying so hard. Ah, I'll deserve this. I should, I'm going to earn this. Jeremiah 23, 5 to 6 says like this. Behold, the days are coming. Here's what you need to understand. Declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king, and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. What is the name? The Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. Can you say this to yourself? Can you just read that out loud right now and say, The Lord our righteousness. So what is your righteousness? Not your own, but it's the Lord our righteousness. So today I get to receive because the Lord is my righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness. Amen. Can you see that? Can you just speak with boldness? When you come before God, don't come afraid. Don't come feel, feel, feel full of fear. But come knowing that the Lord is your righteousness. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you because you are righteousness. So when you come before God, you respond with boldness, with faith. You are not afraid because, oh, I made a mistake yesterday. I have sinned against you, Lord. I have, I have done these things. The Lord is my righteousness. Oh Lord, I don't deserve this blessing, but the Lord is my righteousness. Oh God, I don't even know if I can pray this prayer. The Lord is my righteousness. That's how you called him. You're not calling him, ah, you know, Jesus, can you please give it to me? No, you say, Jesus, you are my righteousness. So when I come before the Father today, I don't come like, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You don't come no longer, like Tulio, like Pastor Raphael, like Eduardo, like Trey. No, 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 no. I come as Jesus Christ. I walk in His righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. It's interesting that we are trying so hard to become righteous sometimes that we forget that Jesus had no sin, but yet He became sin. So if Jesus who had no sin became sin, we who are sinners can become righteous as well without doing good things, without acting right. You, you understand the train of thoughts here? Christ had no sin, and he became sin. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Read that again. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So I'm going to tell you, for your sake, he made you who were a sinner to be righteous. He made you who only knew sin to be righteous. That's what the verse is saying. In the same way that Christ who had no sin became sin, you who are a sinner can become righteous without being right, without acting in righteousness. Amen. Stop trying to act right. It's not about a behavior. It's about a belief. Your righteousness is not what you are capable of doing for Jesus, but your righteousness is what he was capable of doing for you. Amen. Amen. 
belief and behavior. Your behavior is a result of your beliefs. So because you don't believe yet that you're righteous, you walk as a sinner sometimes. Because you don't know yet that you are righteous, because you don't know yet that you have access to everything, you walk as if you did not deserve. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, how many of you are in Christ today? Are you sure you are in Christ? So let me tell you a secret. He's saying like this, that he is a new creation. So if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You know, some of us are trying to learn how to walk in righteousness. But instead, you should try to change your mind, renew your mind. That's what the Bible says. Renew your mind and believe that you're right. Don't try to walk in righteousness if you do not believe that you're right yet. You know, it's the same thing that you want to, I don't know, drive a Lamborghini if you don't even have a driver's license. You don't even know that you have a driver's license. How can you even drive? You don't drive because you're afraid. I don't have a driver's license. What if somebody pulls me over? No, you have a driver's license. You can ride that car. You can drive that car because it's yours already. You know, you can drive anything because you have the license already. The righteousness is yours already. You're righteous so that now you get to enjoy all these things. You know, you know why you know for a fact that you are a sinner? You know that you are a sinner because of what? Because you're born sinner, amen? And who made you being born sinner? What made you be born sinner? Adam. Because Adam fell, now we are all sinners, amen? So you were born sinner, but you never became sinner. You didn't become sinner because you sinned, but you were born sinner because Adam made you a sinner. Adam messed up. So now we all get to be born sinners. And you know, what happens sometimes is that we understand Adam. We look to Adam and we say, that's why I'm a sinner, because of Adam. But how many of you are saying every day to you, that's why I'm righteous, because of Jesus? You know, sometimes you look and you say, I'm a sinner because of, of, of Adam. You didn't, you, you didn't learn, you didn't study, you know, five steps to become a sinner. No, you sin. One day you sin, one day you yell, one day you cry. And that is just the, 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 the result, the fruits of, of sin. It's not your obedience. It's not because you obey, you disobey, that made you sinner. Amen. Now that we are born of Christ... We don't need to learn to be righteous. We need to believe. We need to believe that Christ is our righteousness. If nobody taught you how to be like, like Adam, don't think that people can teach you how to be like Jesus or how to be righteous. You know, the Holy Spirit himself, he's in you. And the Bible says that he teaches you all things. You know, the problem of some people today, and even me sometimes, is that instead of speaking about how Jesus is, I speak of how Adam is. You know, I want you to think with me. Can you imagine Jesus saying this? Jesus saying, I am a sinner. No, Jesus never said he's a sinner. Jesus always said he's holy. So you know what you should say about yourself? I'm not a sinner. I am holy. Can you imagine Jesus saying, God, I need your help right now. God, help me, please. No, no. He knew that he had everything that he needed right in God. He, know, he knew that God was providing everything every day. Can you imagine Jesus saying, I am lost? No. Adam says, I am lost. Jesus says, I am found. Jesus says, I am in the Father. 
You know, can you imagine Jesus, Jesus saying, I am sick, I'm ill? No, he says, I am healed. I am, you know, glorified. I am God's son. You know, some of us are living condemnation. But Jesus never said, I am under condemnation. Jesus said, I am free. And that's the way you should say about yourself as well. You know, stop saying that you're not loved. But speak like Jesus and say, I am loved. Amen. And sometimes you look too much to Adam. You speak like Adam. Stop speaking like Adam. When you speak, don't allow your words to agree with anything that comes from Adam. When we don't speak the words of Adam, our Adam die. So Christ, the second Adam, would live in us. Now because of him, of his life and his righteousness, we can speak of us only with Christ to speak of himself. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Now I want to finish my message talking about Romans 1.17. And that's the verse that I want you to understand. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So how should you live? Because of what? Because you're righteous. So say, I am righteous. I live by faith. You don't live looking at yourself and analyzing yourself. Did I behave good today? No, you just believe that you're righteous. And as much as you believe that you're righteous, you behave and you walk in righteousness. Amen. So what makes you righteous? The blood of Jesus shed on the cross is what makes you righteous. He washed all of our sins away. You know, sometimes, you know what we try to do? You know, God, let me take a bath. Let me clean myself up. And then I'll come before you and I'll say, I am good. I behave good. Thank God I'm not like these other people over here who are sinners, who have done wrong things. And God is looking at you and he's saying, you can't be righteous on your own, like I read in the beginning. So when you come before God, you don't clean yourself first and then you come before God. No, you come believing that you're righteous. And not only that, that His blood can clean you. Amen. So let me, let me just tell you what the blood can do for you. You know, you know, this story, you know what happened in Egypt. You know what happened with, with Moses. They were about to have the, the death the, the death itself come and take all the, the, the child in the, in, in the homes and they would kill the firstborn of every house and at this moment there, there is one requirement for you to stay alive for your children to be safe is put the blood on your doorposts so you want to stay alive you, you want your family to be well put the blood on your doorposts amen so we will, you know what happens? I want to tell you about three houses that we have in this story. We have the house of sinners. You know, there were sinners in Egypt. Very bad people, very bad sinners as well amongst God's people. You know what the sinners said? They passed the blood on their doorposts. And that there were, there were people who were very religious people, people who worked hard for God. You know what they did that day? They passed the blood on the doorposts. And now they were the people who knew Jesus' love, who, know, who knew God's love. And you know what they did? 
they passed the blood on the doorposts. But now can you imagine inside of each single one of these houses? You have the house of the sinners. They have the blood on the doorposts. And the sinner is just afraid. He's freaking out because I messed up all year long. I have done so many wrong things. And the sinner inside the house now is thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to die today. My firstborn is gone. There is no way. You know, son, come over here. Let me say bye to you. I love you so much. But this blood won't solve it. And now there is the one Christian who works very hard and he's saying, and then the mom comes and dad is eating. And she's like, why are you eating? You should be fasting right now. Because death is coming, our children will be taken because you're eating. Let's pray. Let's kneel down. Let's worship at this moment. Stop doing this. And nowadays, the ones who know God's love and who know that they are righteous in Christ Jesus, and they're playing video games. The, the, the dad sat down with his son, and he's saying, son, it's so cool, right? Look, the, the blood is there. You're going to stay alive tonight. And now, the one who knows God's love and knows that they're righteous, they're not freaking out. They're not anxious. Let's pray more. You know, oh my gosh, death is coming. My son, I love you. No. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. You made me righteous. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. You love me so much that you gave up your life for me. And now I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. And now the sinners, oh my gosh, you know, I don't even know. What if? That's how sinners behave. They behave in the what if. They never know. They're not sure. But now the people who work, they're like, did you do it? Did you work hard? Did you pray more this week? Did you read more? Now the people who know God's love, the ones who are under grace, the ones who know that they're rising in Christ Jesus, they are enjoying their lives. Amen. Let me tell you something. None of these people meant bad. They just didn't know better. None of these people meant to be anxious they don't want to be anxious do you think that anybody ever wants to be anxious no they just don't know any better yet so i'm telling you tonight if you're the anxious people right now who's freaking out oh the world is gonna end just know that christ jesus is the righteous that you need that christ jesus is sufficient and now death comes on that night now the sinners are sleeping they're not sleeping they're awake they're like you know what is gonna happen tonight and now the religious people they're praying all night long, kneeling down by the door and saying, please don't come in. And they're declaring, they're speaking towards the door, they're speaking towards death. And now the, the, the ones who know that they're righteous in Christ Jesus, they're napping so good. They had an awesome dinner. They had a really good dinner that night. They enjoyed their children that night. They, they did homework together. They went to sleep peacefully. And next morning, you know what happens? All of them were alive. Each single one of these houses were alive and well. But you know what's the difference? That in this world, the only ones who were able to enjoy their lives, who were able to preach the gospel with boldness, who were not afraid of speaking about Jesus, was the first, this last house. The, the first house didn't even know. The second house didn't think they were good enough. This house, they knew that they were righteous in Christ Jesus. Can you stand up right now? You are righteous already, not because you behave, not because you pray more, but because the blood of Jesus is in your doorpost, because the blood of Jesus is in you already, because the blood of Jesus has have washed all of your sins away. You are righteous. Can you just close your eyes right now and say, Jesus, thank you. 
because I'm righteous so now I have access to all the blessings that you have for me God I'm not righteous because I behave good but I am, but I am righteous because I believe in you I believe that you are my righteous God oh you are righteous by faith you are righteous by faith and not because you behave good and because you're righteous because you're righteous